Let's talk about being a mom entrepreneur of two young children. Raising bilingual children can be a challenge. That's why we have Serial Dates, where we discuss our experiences and grow as a bilingual family. Let's get cereal, cereal. I want to get cereal. Let's get cereal. <laughs> no. Welcome back to Cereal Dates. <laughs> Bienvenidos. I have to do both both voices tonight. So, as you can tell, I'm flying solo. <clears throat> and I wanted to first start with, as usual, the ages of our children and a parenting moment. So we have a three-year-old, Mateo, and a one-year-old, Elias. Parenting moment. So today I found this um, <clears throat> Hot Wheels car that Mateo, like we just forgot, existed. And I, I found it, and he was so excited. It, it's like he had been missing it so long and he was like, that's my baby. And he just started carrying him around, calling him his baby. And the and so he started calling the car Mateo. And he said he was mama. And it was really neat to see, I guess, from his perspective, how I how I am, like the type of things that I do. Because I think as moms, we often like beat ourselves up for all the mistakes that we make throughout the day and when we snap or when we, um, I don't know, we, we just are not very kind to ourselves. <laughs> and so to see how, since he was mama, he was me and the little car was him, how he was taking care of this little car and how he was talking to him, it made me realize that I'm doing an okay job. <laughs> like he, from his perspective, I am so kind and loving and I think we should look at ourselves through our kids' eyes more often because <clears throat> we are very critical of what we say, what we do, you know, and this episode is especially um, fitting for this because as a as an entrepreneur or even you know, just as a working person, as a working mom, it you have all the mom guilt of like the time that you're not spending with them or maybe that you're not completely present. And turns out you are. <laughs> so you're doing a great job. Just ask your child and you'll find out. So that's Mateo's parenting moment. Elias's, <laughs> it's a little different I'm not sure what is going on, but he's been waking up and he will not go down. Like you have to hold him and he's getting heavy and you have to hold him and he's also in a floor bed. So when you're slowly like putting him back down, he wakes up and <clears throat> like he's been a great sleeper for the most part. So I'm, I'm just not sure what's going on. So it's really, really late right now as I'm finally recording this. So let's get started with mom entrepreneur. So before we get started, I'm just going to do a quick story time. Well, that is starting. Never mind. 
<laughs> I'm going to start the episode with a quick story time of my entrepreneurship journey, if you will, um, because this podcast, like if you if you found us through this podcast, um, I've been an entrepreneur for almost ten years. So this is this is just a like a year project so far. Um, but you may not know the backstory of it. So back in 2013, I graduated from college um, from child development and family life education. And I just decided like I part of my degree was doing observations in different fields because our that degree is so versatile. And so you could go into so many different fields. And so I got the opportunity to go see, work with different ages, work with different agencies, work with nonprofits, profit for profit, all public schools, everything. And observe and do field studies there. And by the time it was time to graduate, I was like, I don't want to go work any of those places. So I decided to open up a Spanish immersion program school, bilingual family, um, to teach children and families Spanish. So that was 13 years ago. I mean, 13 years ago, 2013, which is coming up on 10 years. So that that's the first step. I just want to tell you kind of how long it's been. And within that time, there's, I wrote a book. Um, I did a TED Talk and you know, I'm, I'm really involved with my university where I graduated. And a lot of that happened before I had children. Like a lot of the foundation was laid and really um, hardened. <laughs> if you're thinking about like a, the foundation of a home before I had children. I, Mateo, like I said, is only three years old. So I think a lot of times as mom entrepreneurs or maybe you decided um, that you want to stay at home with your child and so you're thinking about becoming an entrepreneur, doing a side something um, while you're staying at home and you're comparing that current situation that you're in with a young baby and starting out with a young baby to someone who ha who maybe started out when they were single or they didn't have children or they were living at home with their parents. Like there are so many different uh, facets to entrepreneurship, especially when you're a mom. So that I just wanted to give you a background of, you know, where I am now and that a lot of it, like I would say, 80% of what has been already done in my business in, in terms of like setting up um, curriculum, setting up relationships, setting up, um, you know, trust. That's, those are huge things that were done before I had children. And so it's, that's, I want to start with that because I can't give you any tips or ideas, suggestions <clears throat> without like setting that understanding 
And also, right now, in the in the season that I'm in, I don't feel like I can give any tips <laughs> because it's such a struggle. So I, I do want you to know that most of this, uh, in terms of what bilingual family is, was done before I had children. So before 2018. <laughs> so with that in mind, I want to give you some tips. So I was trying to figure out which one to do first. And you'll, you'll see what I mean here. The very first one is to understand each season. And that's exactly what I was just talking about. If you have a newborn, if you have a one-year-old, a two-year-old, a three-year-old, it's going to be a lot harder, unless you have a lot of help, but it's going to be a lot harder to, say, start a new business. Like that, a new business is a baby. I actually just watched a short clip of uh, Elon Musk you know, the creative Tesla and SpaceX. Um, and he like, he almost cried. He had to stop the interview. And it almost brought me to tears because I understood his emotion. And he was asked, like, do you think he was naive for you to, you know, think that you could create this car and SpaceX and all that? And he he was saying he didn't think he was naive, but it, basically starting a company is like having a child. And once you have a child, you have to feed it. Like you can't just stop. And it's that level of responsibility and that level of commitment to your baby (laughs) that can be so, like heavy, (laughs) you know, because once, especially once you have employees and once you are responsible for, other people's children like you're just there's there's a lot in there um responsible for this whole idea like it's your baby you you want it to you want it to survive right and so that just if you have a chance to look look up that uh clip I'm gonna see if I can put it in the show notes um but you guys know how I'm with show notes (laughs) Um, anyway, so understanding the season, because starting a business or anything in terms of entrepreneurship is having, is like having a baby. It is your baby. It is your child. I can honestly say, and I know this may sound weird, but bilingual family is my first baby. Like, the amount of time and energy and emotion and everything that I poured into it in 2013 through 18th or 18, sorry, <laughs> is that that you would put into a child. And so to think that you can do that while having a, a brand new baby or a toddler or, you know, very young children is not realistic. And I think when we try to do those things, we, especially people who have the entrepreneurship, um, I wouldn't say it's personality, but just 
the entrepreneurship traits and mindset, it's like, we just were like, yeah, I can do it, you know. Um, but at what cost, right? And so understanding each season and saying maybe not yet, right? Just like anything, there will be a time for it. There's a time and season for everything. And so just understanding that you might not be able to do that yet. And you have so like, you can decide to start a business when you're 50 or 60 or 70, like, especially with today's technology, you can do it at any time. So, but you can't be present for your young children whenever, like for a lifetime, you only have a very short window of time and that you will never get back. So first tip is to understand each season. Second, which was a really close, really hard to pick between these two is a strong why. So in, in that, um, Ted talk that I did in 2014, I think I talked about something that kind of guides me into decision-making and it's not at all logical and it's it's almost like an out-of-body experience so (laughs) if you want to stop the podcast right now you can if you think it's too woo-woo or whatever uh but when I get an idea you know and I do get a lot of ideas (laughs) it's hard to like it was hard to pick a topic for this podcast Um, for this specific episode and thank you for everyone who voted on Instagram kind of helped me uh, bring it down to only two which is uh, entrepreneurship and siblings so here we are but where was I going with that yes strong why (laughs) my compass is when I get an idea And it makes it just the thought of that idea coming to life makes me shake and cry. Like I I get goosebumps and I literally like as I'm talking about this idea to John or to whoever, I'm just like thinking about it. I start shaking and crying. And if I feel that, then I know I'm on the right track. And I have found through these 10 years that a lot of times I'll say yes to an idea or I will, um, you know, say yes to my own ideas, just kind of like, because so many ideas come up for other reasons, you know, we're all human for ego purposes, for, um, I don't know, um, credibility, whatever it is, like, I say yes to certain things for the wrong reason and not because it gives me that feeling and that excitement and it just doesn't, doesn't work out. It ends up not, not being what I thought, or maybe I do get through it, but it's like pulling teeth. Right. And, and I've done a lot of those things where I say yes, because, oh my gosh, that's so exciting. Or, you know, And as I start doing it, like, oh my gosh, this is not what I, like, this is not exciting, right? So 
having a strong enough why that really fires you up um, is essential because when you have that type of energy, that type of fire, it, it just, it everything works out, right? And also, this is kind of counter what I just said about each stage of life, but I'm just learning to navigate this as an entrepreneur and a mom. So take anything that I say past, uh, like with these last three years, with a grain of salt. Because, again, I'm learning and I'm constantly <laughs> making mistakes and learning. So these are just, I guess I'm just processing this with you. <laughs> Less than tips, it's like a therapy session. Um, <laughs> but I feel like when you have a strong why, you're a better parent. When you have something outside of being a parent that fires you up and it doesn't have to be a business. It could be helping your community in some way. It could be, you know, being the best, like the absolute best homemaker you can be. Like that is amazing. I I admire people who like just... It's like every single holiday, they just go all out. They have all these activities for their children. They make these great meals. They host. They're just like amazing. That, that is entrepreneurship in a way. Like it's that mentality of like providing value, right? And bringing value to the community and bringing value, adding value to people's lives. So that doesn't just have to be owning a business, but having something outside of motherhood that gives you that fire makes you a better parent. I I know like during the COVID lockdown times when bilingual family was closed, um, like our physical classes were closed, it was a struggle. Like I thought in my mind, I was like, whoa, I get to be a stay-at-home mom. This is awesome. And it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't because I didn't have this like fire under my belly that got me excited and up every single day and that didn't make me a great mom or, you know the best mom I could be because your children need you to be happy like they that's the first first very first thing is for you to be happy and excited about life and that's how they learn how to be a human like this is this is how this is what we do we serve people we help people we improve people's lives that's what we do and that becomes your family culture again it doesn't have to be about building businesses but having that <clears throat> mentality of service and growth at like personal development and growth i guess <laughs> that long uh, rant was about having a strong why <laughs> okay next um is baby steps so again when you look at mom entrepreneurs that seem to have it all together let me tell you they don't we don't and i i try my best to 
show that side because that doesn't help anybody. Like perfection doesn't help anybody. And so baby steps, like we talk about second language acquisition, it's, it's no different. Like taking little tiny steps towards, toward, sorry, taking tiny steps toward that goal or that idea. Even if you're in the middle of, of a season in your, in your family life that you know you can't bring the whole idea to life, you can start doing little things. For example, I'll give you a quick example. When I had the idea or the vision of bilingual family, I was still in college. And there was no way <laughs> that I could have, um, in that moment, that I could have started bilingual family to where it is now. But I did dream it back then the way that it is now. In fact, it's, it's so crazy. I remember in a class, we had the assignment was to, like, you you could create any program you want. Money is not an issue, like all these things. And we could get pictures from the internet and kind of make a visual, visual um, board or what is it? Vision board, vision board. <laughs> but it was like a binder and stuff. And you detailed all the, all the um, services that this program would provide and all that. And it is actually very, very close. This was in 2011, I think. Very close to what bilingual family looks like, like the physical school looks like today. But I couldn't do anything physical like for two years. So that two years could have easily been like maybe I had a baby, right? But during those two years, I continued going to school, obviously, working as a server and any other job I could get to pay for my college. And so there's no way I could have saved up to like open up a, open up a business or anything like that at that time. But I could start creating a logo, creating like what, thinking about what kind of services we would offer, you know? And so just because you can't do it right now doesn't mean you can't start taking small steps toward that goal. So think about what those baby steps could be. Um, again, <laughs> it's so easy to do one tiny thing each day. And at least for me, that's when... Um, when I feel like I'm on track with my life is when I do things every single day. If I just decide, well, I'm going to work on this project um, on Saturdays or something. It's really, it's really hard. But when I say every single day, I'm going to spend five minutes doing X, Y, and Z. It tells my brain that I am that type of person that is disciplined that puts the show notes on the <laughs> on the podcast um but yeah I need to like my I think another struggle and maybe some mom entrepreneurs that are on the same boat that I am that you started your business well before having children and now you have children that brings its own set of challenges because 
you were so used to being this other person that was very um, disciplined that, you know, had all their stuff in order together. Like they just, they knew what they were doing. They went and did it. They had their moleskin notebook or whatever, which I did all my different uh, highlighters, different colors and meal planning and all that to what we're leaving. We don't, I don't can't find my keys right in the morning. (laughs) So that makes it even harder because you remember that you are, that you were a different person. And so even though you have had that opportunity to set the foundation before having children, it can bring a whole new set of challenges And again, maybe we can circle back around to that, that idea that Mateo has of me, like the way that he sees me. And we can do that with entrepreneurship too, because we're very critical of ourselves and like, oh my gosh, I'm such a hot mess and I can't, I keep forgetting things and everything. But I bet if, if I looked at me through somebody else's eyes, they would see something different than what I, my critical self sees. So again, let's be kind to ourselves. Okay, so we've done understand each season. Um, finding a strong why or allowing it to find you. Um, baby steps. And then learn to say no. And this is critical, especially during a very busy season season of life with young children. Because again, this time you'll never get back. Like, I cannot believe Elias is almost 18 months old. That is wild. Um, but that time is never going to get come back. But those opportunities that you know, maybe you get an opportunity to, to travel somewhere or to write a book or to give a speech or something or join a board. All those opportunities will still be there. May, maybe not those exact ones, but, you know, you're gonna, you can always create new relationships and start and, you know, join groups and things and become involved later on in life. Absolutely. But you cannot get your children back to one-year-old, two-year-old, three-year-old, right? That's never coming back. So learn to say no, but that's not just saying no to opportunities to collaborate or to, like I said, become part of a board, which like your ego is like, oh my gosh, someone wants me to be part of a board. That's amazing. Things like that. Um, it's not just saying no to other people, but also saying no to yourself. Because again, those of us with the entrepreneurship mindset or uh, ADHD, (laughs) it's kind of the same thing. Um, we tend to have lots and lots and lots of ideas all the time. And part of being disciplined is saying no to yourself, not just no to not eating that chocolate cake, but 
saying no to even things that can seem exciting, even things that you think you need to do, um, <clears throat> because you don't. You don't need to do all, all, the, all the things. That time will come when you won't have young children at home or won't have children at home. <laughs> um, and you have all the time in the world to say yes to all the opportunities, to follow every single um, idea that you have and see what happens. But with young children, your time is limited. Like not just your physical time during the day, right? That is very, very, very limited. But also the time that you have with them as young children. So learning to say no to others and especially learning to say no to yourself. So, all right. I don't know if you enjoy this. <laughs> this is more of a, like I said, therapy session. But here are the tips. Once again, understand each season. Um, have a strong why. Do baby steps. And learn to say no to others, but especially to yourself. All right. Well, if you're new to entrepreneurship, good luck. <laughs> John's not here to laugh, but um, that's from Shaun of the Dead again. All right. Well, I hope everyone has a great evening. If you enjoyed this episode, um, give us a five-star review. We appreciate it. That's how we, that's what we, that's how we continue to be encouraged to make an episode every single Tuesday. This is Monday, but I'm, I'm recording Monday and editing Monday so that I will, um, post the episode by tomorrow. So, um, <clears throat> I hope you guys have a great week, rest of your week, and we will be back on Tuesday together with John and stay tuned because very soon we already have a scheduled day for the interview, but we want to take our time with editing and all the things, but we will have Dr. Stephen Krashen very soon. So stay tuned. You do not want to miss that. All right. Good night. Buenas noches. Adios. Raising bilingual children can be a challenge. Our program makes it possible by providing a fun, easy-to-use guide for parents. This guide will teach you how and when to use Spanish at home in order to make the most of your time together as a family. We provide you with everything you need to know about raising bilingual children, including story time videos, songs, activities, and more. All of our content is designed specifically for families and will help you speak Spanish with your child from birth through age six, all while having fun. Head over to bilingualfamily.us and click on Español Juntos to get started. Con amor, Daniela.